Growth Igniters Radio, Episode 47, Getting Maximum Value from a CEO Peer Group, a Case Study. This episode is brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated, enabling successful leaders and companies to accelerate to their next level of growth on the web at businessadvance.com. And now, here's Pam and Scott. Thanks, Chris. I'm Pam Harper, founding partner and CEO of Business Advancement Incorporated. And with me is my business partner and husband, Scott Harper. Hi, Scott. Hi, Pam. It is always great to be joining you for another episode of Growth Igniters Radio. And if this is your first time listening, our purpose is to spark new insights, inspiration, and immediately useful ideas for leaders to take themselves and their companies to their next level of success. So Pam, what's the topic for today? Getting maximum value from a CEO peer group. If you go all the way back to episode one of Growth Igniters Radio, we discuss the power of a business community, which, of course, can include peer groups. That's right. And if you join one, it's very important to find the group that fits with your highest needs. So that could be location. It could be size of the group. It could be whether it's a trade association mm-hmm. or a professional Culture, association. Culture, personality, purpose. All kinds all those of things. things. Right. right. So... When a group really works and provides maximum value to their members, what I've seen is they become passionate supporters and they can go to great lengths to keep it going. Mm -hmm. And today we have a case study of what that can look like. In the year 2000, Fred Green, often referred to as a leader of leaders, reestablished the Boston chapter of a national association called the Chief Executive Officers Club, an organization of which he was a member when he was CEO of insurance companies. Okay. Today, the CEO Club provides business, educational, and networking opportunities to its 60 CEO members who qualify if their firms attain annual revenues of $2 million or more. The CEO Club of Boston also offers small group support in the form of presidential advisory councils, which Fred facilitates. Fred is author of the article, Why CEOs Need a Watering Hole, Benefits Abound When Top Executives Get Together, and the subject of an article called Presidential Advisory Councils Offer CEO Support, Counsel, and New Ideas, both published by CEO Refresher. So over the last 32 years, Fred has been elected to the board of directors of over 30 organizations, serving in leadership roles in 17 of them, including New England Association of Mutual Insurance Accountants, where he was president, the Stonehill College Executive Committee for Development, and the Metropolitan Council for Educational Opportunity, This is just to name a few. A very involved guy. Yes, and you can find out much more under his biography under episode 47 of Growth Igniters Radio. Let's get to the conversation. Fred, welcome to Growth Igniters Radio. Thank you, Pam and Scott. Appreciate that very much. So how did you get to be involved in the CEO Club of Boston? Well, I was CEO of an insurance company for 11 years, a $30 million company with 65 employees. And at the time I joined the CEO Club of Boston, it was, uh, I found out that uh, 
I met other CEOs from other industries and discovered that they had many of the same problems that I had. Okay, and you came to being a CEO uh, through some interesting kind of ways, right? Well, I was a graduate of Massachusetts Maritime Academy and a former engineering officer in the United States Merchant Marine during the Vietnam War. Uh huh. And uh, I was a former lieutenant in the United States Navy. Um, and I was a former instructor of the Dale Carnegie course. I'm an lecturer on leadership. Wow. And uh, when the companies were sold that I was CEO of, I um, was looking for something that would be uh, my next career, I guess, basically. And um, I kind of fumbled along doing some uh, consulting work. And then uh, I remember the time I had with the CEO Club of Boston and called the... Uh, the president of the club in New York City and uh, said that uh, I'm available to reactivate the club in Boston, and he was very supportive of that. That was 15 years ago. It's uh, It gave me an ch- a chance to pay back those mentors that gave freely of their time to me, and many of them have passed on. It's sort of an opportunity to pay forward to others who benefit from my experience, advice, and connections. It allows me to stay in touch with those outstanding business leaders who are known as chief executive officers. Well, that's great. And so you first were part of the CEO Club of Boston, as you said, when you were a CEO uh, for one of the insurance companies. What was it like back then? What caused you to join that particular club? And what was it about that experience that made you want to reactivate it? Well, it was, uh, there was an education there um, for CEOs, which was I, I was very much attracted to. Um, I needed some help with strategic planning and was directed to a firm that fit the bill for this. I had some questions and got some answers about organizational structures for my high-growth company. And I basically benefited from the quality of speakers of the club provided and the friendships that we created. So, Fred, were you also considering, say, trade association CEO groups and other kinds of CEO peer groups? I was uh, in a number of different trade groups, probably too many, actually. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's it, you're, the thing about a trade group is you're in there with your competitors, and, and it's really not a place where you can share your uh, innermost uh, feelings and so forth. That's it's good to learn about the industry, but this this is more of a personal uh, thing that uh, CEO peer groups basically uh, are support groups that uh, work together and uh, hours meet bi-monthly. We hear speakers with information pertinent to positions as top leaders. In addition to speakers, we provide an opportunity for small groups, CEOs and small groups, to present issues and f- their fellow CEO peers to get feedback from them. Right. So I guess if you're thinking about when you were back in those days and you were considering all the different options, it sounds like this was the option that really best suited you and you considered all your needs. So let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll speak more with Fred Green, chairman of the CEO Club of Boston, about his experiences in helping his members get the most out of this peer group. Stay with us. You are listening to Growth Igniter's radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper, brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated, on the web at businessadvance.com. 
We enable successful companies to accelerate to their next level of innovation and growth. And if you like what you're hearing, spread the good word. Go to growthignitersradio.com, select episode 47, and use the share links for Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter on the top right of the page to tell your social media communities all about us. Use hashtag growthigniters for your social media. This will help extend our reach to all of the people who can benefit from this series. Welcome back to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper, that's me, and Scott Harper. Today, Scott and I are speaking with chairman of the CEO Club of Boston, Fred Green, about his experiences in enabling his members to get the most out of this peer group. Fred, how can people find out more about you and about the CEO Club of Boston? Uh, they can refer to our website, which is uh, ceoclubofboston.org. We have a telephone number. It's 508-944-4442. That should do it. That should help. Uh, also, for our listeners who are in different parts of the world, the CEO Club is part of a global group? Is International, that right? that's true. International. Yeah. Okay. So getting back to our conversation, we were talking about the specialness of the CEO Club of Boston. And of course, we know that there are many different types of peer support groups and organizations for middle market and entrepreneurial CEOs to choose from. But what have your members told you about why they chose to join the CEO Club of Boston? a great opportunity because just last month we celebrated our 15th anniversary and I have here a few testimonials I'd like to read if that's okay with you. That's great. That's great. Uh, these are all in quotes here. The CEO Club of Boston is that rare council of exceptional leaders who are striving to fulfill their potential and that of their team. Our chairman has given me personally more support than I could ever thank him for. I look forward to the meetings, the wonderful speakers, and the positive conversations that take place each meeting. Our chairman has given deeply of himself over the years I have known him, both to those who belong to the CEO club and those who would like to belong. And finally, today, there are many peer group choices, but none come close to this club for depth of know-how. Well, congratulations, first of all, on the accomplishment. Also, it sounds like leadership, uh, your leadership specifically, was a, was a very important part of what drew people to the CEO club of Boston. Well, I got all these accolades, which uh, kind of swelled my head a little bit. And, That's um, great. I, I, I'm a facilitator, basically. I bring people together. I bring in speakers and, um, and just try to um, make it as easy a path as it can be for CEOs who tend to be uh, uh, lonely at times. And, uh, you know, this is an opportunity for them to uh, come with questions that uh, they have and ask, uh, ask their peers um, what their, what their uh, ideas are on various issues. Now, as Pam talked about at the top of this uh, episode, all these different groups have different characteristics and different cultures. Uh, what would you describe as the culture of the CEO Club of Boston that has evolved and that you support? And how does that support your members? Well, we provide a nurturing and th non-threatening environment to CEOs and for sharing ideas and learning that cannot be gotten from boards of directors or employees or friends. One of our members described the life of a CEO, no matter the size of the organization, is a stressful and difficult and lonely job. 
we believe that it's okay to be independent, but there's no reason to be alone. Can you tell us what it's like at a typical meeting? Are they called meetings, events? Yeah, meetings. Uh, they're four hours in length. They, we start off with a, uh, a speaker that has uh, interest. Uh, has a subject that is interest to CEOs, such things as leadership, the strategic planning, board relations, sales management, marketing, team building, branding, culture, customer service, succession planning, all of those things that are pertinent to CEOs uh, we cover in the speakers. So we start off with one speaker, then we open it up to what we call our our roundtable discussions. We uh, put three or four CEOs around various tables and have them present issues to each other, and they get feedback from their peers. And then we go around the table so that everybody has a chance to do that. So there's a lot of participation. Fred, what do you do about the issues of confidentiality? How does that work? Well, we sort of have an unwritten rule that uh, if you want to say something outside of the meeting, you really have to get permission from the person that said it. In 15 years, we've never had a problem with that. When Mm -hmm. we deal with our smaller group, the Presidential Advisory Council of the PAC, we actually sign confidentiality agreements so that we don't share information uh, that isn't uh, getting getting the permission of the person that gave it. I think that's so important. So how would you say that this peer group has enabled your members to deal with their own business situations? For example, is there a story that you can give us about this? It sure is. Uh, I call it the Charlie Nault story. And Charlie was one of our founding members back in the year 2000. He ran a small company that did local and area, wide area networking. He came to our meetings and he literally devoured the information that he received from the speakers and his fellow peers. Over the next five years, he was able to grow his company exponentially, train another person to be the CEO, and exit his company to pursue this dream of helping other people less fortunate than himself. He credits what he learned from the CEO Club for his remarkable success. That's amazing. It's always wonderful when people get that kind of value out of it, and they can trace it right on back. Right. We introduced uh, a couple of our members to uh, a book editor, uh, Ken Lazat, and uh, two of those members have written books about their business. I have a a, kind of a funny story here, if you don't mind me. uh, Oh, sure. Go ahead. There was the example of a, a CEO, he showed up to our meeting and he was furious. And he, his, his reason was that somebody had said, and it made an accusation against his company, he was going to put a full-page ad in the newspaper. One of the CEOs at his table said that he recalls a, recalled a similar situation where a restaurant owner put an ad in a newspaper saying, there are no rats in my restaurant. <laughs> oh, no. CEO okay. said, I don't know about that restaurant before, but I would, re- would re- be reluctant to go there now. Of course, the message <laughs> yes. was, do not draw negative attention to yourself or worsen the situation. Needless to say, that, I, that irate CEO did not take out the newspaper ad. Okay, so it gives people a chance to work through issues. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And and who do you talk to? You, if you try to talk to your spouse, she's he or she is uh, fed up with the uh, discussion anyway. And uh, some of the you can't talk to your employees, you can't talk to your board of directors about certain things. So who do you talk to? You know, you just you go into a shell and you just talk to nobody, and you you make decisions in a vacuum, and which is very dangerous. Yeah, that that's definitely true. And of course, a peer group is part of a range of resources that are available. 
but so very important to be able to share with people who are facing similar situations. And you get out of it what you put into it. There's and no question that about that. And is what we're going to talk about in the third segment. So we're Great. going to take another break right now. And when we come back, we'll talk more with Fred Green, chairman of the CEO Club of Boston, about his experiences and how to get most value from Peer Group. Stay with us. During this holiday season, Scott and I want to thank you for being part of the Growth Igniters radio community. This has been a real learning experience for us, and we want to hear from you about the value you've been getting from what we've been producing every week since February of this year. Go to growthignitersradio.com and click contact us at the bottom of the page. Who knows, your feedback may end up featured on our website. Along those lines, do you have an idea for a guest you'd like to hear in the coming year? We're always on the lookout for more best-selling book authors and innovative CEOs of successful middle market companies that we can learn from. Again, go to growthignitersradio.com, click contact us at the bottom of the page, and we'll get back to you to follow up. Welcome back to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. Over the last two segments, Scott and I have been speaking with Fred Green, chairman of the CEO Club of Boston, about his experiences in helping his members get the most out of this peer group. Fred, can you tell us again how people can find out more about you and about the CEO Club of Boston? Yes, they can refer to our website, which is www.ceoclubofboston.org, or uh, give us a phone call at 508-944-4442. Okay, and of course, this is U.S. hours, so <laughs> to, to keep that in mind. So let's get back to our conversation. At this point, we'd like to ask our guests for three pieces of immediately actionable advice to get the most value out of any peer group they join. I can. First one, you learn from the experience of your CEO peers. Second, you keep up to date on what is happening in the outside world. And third, you will form friendships that will last a lifetime. Okay, so learn. the first one is learn from the experience of your CEO peers. Have your members talked to you about specific instances where your group has been particularly helpful uh, versus uh, any other venue that they're part of? Yes, we uh, have a number of uh, folks that have benefited uh, over the years. Um, when you get together and you uh, learn from the experience of others, it is the best learning there is. Um, oh, you bet. You bet. You know, Fred, I was just thinking about something. Uh, I've been part of CEO groups over time myself. And one of the things that at least one of them really had as a value was getting together one-on-one -on -one with people outside because there's so much that's going on, just making right. that time. They used to call it house calls. Right. Uh, does your group do anything like that? Do you value that? We encourage our members to uh, call each other and have lunch together and share ideas with each other, visit each other's plant. Um, those things are uh, greatly encouraged, and a lot of our members uh, do that. Yes, and so maybe one thing they could do is they could make an appointment right now. 
yeah. with uh, one of their colleagues in the in the peer group they belong to. Right, right. Yeah, because as valuable as the structured programs are and the speakers are, and uh, we we believe in that that unstructured time is so important. I know that uh, when I was in corporate and even now, I would frequently quote my own father who used to say, you know, I'm always smarter in somebody else's office than I am in my own. And it's that that give and take and that serendipity that, oh, you know, you do this. I, I didn't know. that. That's a great idea. I'll and try it builds that here. trust. It does indeed. So that's great. Right. Now, that second piece of advice you were you were mentioning was yeah, keep up to date on, on what is happening. We um, we we select speakers that have a message uh, for CEOs. Um, if, it's, if, it's, if, it's, if it's a technological message, uh, we want the people to speak in English. A lot of the things are leadership, strategic planning, board relations, those sort of things where they don't get good advice on the outside, and maybe they're dealing with it for the first time, and who oh, maybe they're uh, an experienced person passing on to a younger uh, CEO that the the, uh, the things to do and the things not to do. We've had uh, almost 200 speakers in the last uh, 15 years. And, wow. Uh, wow. What I like to do is I like to get speakers that have written a, uh, a book about their subject, uh, mm-hmm. We give them 45 minutes to speak. If they've written a book about it, they ought to be able to speak for 45 minutes, I feel. <laughs> I would think so. But in what you're talking about then, it sounds like one of the other important things that people have to do is to put on a priority that they need to show up for these meetings. Oh, absolutely. There's no value in uh, just uh, paying the dues and not showing up. That doesn't make any sense at all. So often I've seen, I mean, one of the things I didn't like in some of the peer groups that I was part of was there were people who weren't showing up. Amazing programs, people not showing up. In order to foster trust, you really have to show up and be there for the other people who are part of the CEO peer group. And not just show up, but participate. Right. This is really a favor to yourself. Yeah. You should carve out that time. Uh, We meet six times a year, every other month, for four hours, one morning. Carve out that morning for yourself. Don't schedule anything else around it. It's a half a day. You can go back for the the rest of the half a day and, uh, you know, make some money. But uh, we start early in the morning and we're out by by noontime. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you, it's really something you owe yourself to um, not only uh, help your own company, but to help yourself. So you've got to right. really take that time to say, you know, it's not breathing down my neck, but it will really contribute value to me and my company if I do it. Right. And... and You'll feel good when you come to the meeting and when you leave the meeting, and there's no reason you can't feel good every once in a while. I would think so. So what was that third piece of advice? The third was the friendships that you form with other CEOs. Um, You know, when you become a CEO, a lot of people uh, build walls and and don't let you get to them because they think that you're the boss and you... uh, they they like to talk bad things about the boss, and so <laughs> when we put the bosses together, they can then share their own ideas and their own thoughts. Um, they may have same um, similar interests, and uh, but the basic thing is that they want to be the best CEO they can be, and you learn that from uh, the experience of other CEOs. And an important part of building that friendship is to 
get into a mind frame where you can let down and reveal. And exactly. if, if, if I'm revealing myself to you, that takes trust. So I've got right. to work right. on that, building that trust. But if I'm giving, then that's going to open up people and they're going to say, oh, this is not just a, a CEO. It's a, it's a human being with human concerns. And interests. I and mean, interests. you talk about work-life yeah. balance. Do you get into a little bit of that, do helping people to uh, maybe get the full life balance? Well, we try to. Uh, these folks are kind of driven folks and uh, type A personalities, um, yep. and they uh, they have a tendency to work very hard. Um, but you know, if you work hard, you can play hard too. You know, that's right. Give yourself a break. Uh, come to a meeting where you don't have to know all the answers. We don't expect you to know all the answers. Where you can ask stupid questions and uh, and receive information that can be uh, invaluable to you. Uh, you know, either the present or in the future. Uh, there, there are never any stupid questions, just questions. Right. Yeah. The only stupid so, question is the one you don't ask. Yeah, so maybe, maybe another idea to me is, if I think back, when I came to a meeting and I had my questions written down so I didn't forget them, because ah. sometimes what happens is people go in, they get uh, distracted, and they walk away. When I didn't actually have the questions written down, I'd invariably go, I wish I'd, I'd asked that question. You know, this was a place I could have asked it. Oh, darn, so yeah. put put my questions down and keep them handy yeah. so I can share them with my peers. Well, that makes a lot of sense, although we do uh, give the uh, information from our speakers so that they can get in touch with them later on. So oh, that's, that's good, too. That's important. So any final thoughts, Fred, about how people listening can get the most valuable experience from any CEO peer group that they join? Well, it's our, we already know that uh, CEOs enjoy the feeling of being independent. But our yep. mantra is that doesn't mean you have to be alone. So my suggestion is do yourself a favor, align yourself with a CEO support group, reduce that feeling of loneliness. You learn from the experience of other CEOs, you'll be kept up to date on what is happening in the outside world, and you will form friendships that will last a lifetime. Okay. Well, Fred, thank you so much for joining us on Growth Igniters Radio. Thank you. Thanks, Fred, and thanks to you out there for listening to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. To check out resources related to today's conversation, including links to CEO Club of Boston and Fred's articles, share on social media, find out about upcoming episodes, or open a conversation with us, go to growthignitersradio.com and select episode 47. Until next time, this is Pam Harper and Scott Harper wishing you continued success and leaving you with this question to reflect on. What type of peer group is right for me? And what do I need to do in order to get maximum value out of it? Growth Igniters and Growth Igniters Radio are service marks of Business Advancement Incorporated. All Growth Igniters Radio episodes are copyrighted productions of Business Advancement Incorporated, intended for the private use of our audience. Except as otherwise provided by copyright law, all other uses, including copying, editing, redistribution, and publication without prior written consent of Business Advancement Incorporated, are prohibited. 
all rights reserved.